Did you have anything for... uh, Books I didn't read? No. Hello and welcome to another episode of Geek Chew, a podcast where we chew over the geeky things that we love. I'm Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And our intro music is by my brother, Ryan. And uh, we picked a new book club book, right? Or I picked it. You said you would read it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I don't even remember what it's called or who wrote it. It's called This Is How You Lose the Time War. And it's written by Amal El Motor and Max Gladstone. And for some reason, I have the word band after that must be an old i just had it written down here doesn't matter (laughs) his name is not max gladstone band (laughs) was he in the max gladstone band at any point in time i mean maybe but not to my knowledge okay Uh, i already read the book it's really good it's a really quick read it moves really fast it's not and it's also not long yeah and i just I love the creativity of it and the relationship building. And uh, I thought it was really effective. And I just kind of, it's one of those books that I just wanted you to read. Yeah. And so you agreed to do that. And we'll probably talk about it at some point. Well, um, I have my other book club book that I'm close to finishing and I'll just pick that one up when I'm done. Yeah. You, I mean, you'll seriously be done with it in like three days. It's so good. Okay. Uh, What else did we do? We went to the first high school marching yeah. high school marching band game that's yeah. right <laughs> well for us that's uh, what it high is high school right? football game uh, we went for the marching band yeah and i had a lot of fun this is the first one i've been to uh, since we moved to florida yeah i know you missed her whole middle school game season because you were deployed so. yeah and this is know, a bigger deal and much it's bigger because like a... she's full uniform marching band right they stay later or I guess I, I don't remember. It was a couple of years ago because we missed a season because of COVID. But they do like a field performance, which they don't do in the middle school. They're just there in the stands playing. And it's like a, a big ordeal. It's a big deal. Yeah. The band program's huge. Yeah. They looked great. Sounded great. The pet band stuff they did in the stands was awesome. Mm-hmm. So good. The previews catalog. I'm trying to be better about going through that and marking stuff that we can put on our pull list because as hesitant as I am to put things on the pull list because I almost refuse to pull them off. And so we just keep buying them and then books kind of, even when I do remove them, we still get them them a lot. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, we took this off uh, five months ago. Yeah. Then I end up missing some stuff if we don't put it on the pull. And I'm also finding um, some graphic novels and collected editions that I think we might enjoy. So yeah. it'll help us fill out our calendar that we tried to work on once and then haven't gone back to. So Right. Yeah. So I think um, it's easy to put like movie release dates on the calendar, but putting book things on the calendar uh, requires a little more effort and planning. I think we did it with last month's books. No? Mm-mm. Maybe that's why I kept the books that I have now thrown away. Yeah. So... I'm pretty sure I took pictures of them so we can sit down with the calendar at some point, but uh, wait, you threw away books, the preview Uh, catalogs. Okay. Yeah. No, nobody (laughs) throws away books. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Nobody should throw away books anyway. 
Yeah, donate them to somebody. People need to read. One of the other things that I'm enjoying that I'm pretty sure is not on our poll list, but I'll maybe add it this week, is the new Supergirl series by uh, Tom King and Bilquis Evely. There's no R in there, so I'm pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. Okay. My brain added an R. Right. Mine did too until I looked it up today (laughs) and saw that there was no R. So I don't know. This is just one of those. I think there's three issues out now. Uh, It's one of the books when I get like a pile of books on Wednesday and I sit down to read them, I'll usually kind of order them Mm -hmm. in in the, I guess, most excited to least excited kind of (laughs) uh, pile. And, you know, this is a Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow book is usually right on top. And I don't know. The art is amazing. I love the story so far. I was actually looking up the name of the artist to make sure I had it right and accidentally clicked on this review from, there's a website like women write about comics and mm-hmm. there was a review for the the first issue, which was, it was not glowing as they say, yeah. as you say. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I read through and there's, you know, some valid criticism there and, and some of the stuff I was like, well, that's kind of a little too much for, for me. Like that stuff wouldn't bother me, but I, I really liked it. I, I like it and I'm going to keep reading it. I think it's only going to be eight issues, but if you were looking for a series to read, that would be a good one. Okay. And short. Yeah. All right. Um, I will set those aside for me and then I will read them because yeah. that's what it takes is... <laughs> Yeah, I guess we need a place to set aside books, books for you for me, then yeah. because there are books all over the place and it's already <laughs> kind of hard to keep track of yeah. where what is and we actually need another long box, but I have not remembered while I've been at the store to get one. So. Are you even buying long boxes anymore or are you getting short ones? I think it depends on when I buy it and what I think our needs are and if the short box looks awesome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I think we need to buy a long box, though, to transfer. We'll figure it out. Yeah, move stuff around. Yeah, okay. So, I don't know. Did you have anything for... Uh, books you know, I didn't read? No. Books you didn't read? No. That's not what I was asking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stuff that I've done? Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I watched the first and a half, I think, episodes of The Chair. So, I've paused on that because then you expressed interest in watching it. So... Yeah, well, it's got Sandra O. So. I know. But I, just, <laughs> I, I didn't know you had started. I was aghast. Well, I know. Had. Well, I'd mentioned it one day and I said, oh, the chair, blah, blah, blah. And you were like, huh? And I'm like, this was Sandra O. And I thought, you know, and you were like, oh. And so you didn't say, oh, yeah, um, I, I'm excited to see that. So I just assumed you were maybe not excited. I don't know why um, you wouldn't be excited about it. But yeah, but it just, I don't know if maybe you were just distracted and whatever else was going on when I brought it up. So I was like, all right, I'll watch this when I'm on my lunch break. (laughs) And so, yeah, um, now I've paused, but I like it already so far. And then of course, BIP Bachelor in Paradise has returned and it is definitely the jewel of the Bachelor franchise. It's the only one I watch anymore. I know, which (laughs) I get. But at the same time, you miss a lot of the background and the backstory was, but I guess that's. I think the word miss is doing a lot of work that it doesn't <laughs> need to do there. <laughs> so I, you, you feel a lot more of what's going on when you know some of the drama um, and have seen it rather than have me tell you all oh, these two people and this and that. So no, it still works for me. Yeah. It's high, high drama. Obviously some of it is contrived, but 
Um, it doesn't matter. It's so fun to watch. Yeah, it's extremely fun. What have there been? Three episodes so far? And two of them had David Spade yes. as yeah. the uh, guest host, which I enjoyed. Yeah. And then there was the Lance Bass episode on yes. Tuesday, but we watch it Wednesday on Hulu. Yes. Yeah. So I um, wish that David Spade was staying for the whole thing because uh, yeah. he was great. Me too. That was great. And it's a bummer that he's not devoting however many weeks of his life to being <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> what has David Spade got going on? I don't but just he doesn't want to just hang out in Mexico around a bunch of people who call him Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you even, live in this world and not know who Dave Chappelle is, even if you don't know who David Spade is? Well, something that we didn't love watching but thought was okay yeah, and weren't super excited about, but Jake was. We went and saw Reminiscence, I guess, one week ago, last weekend. Yes, um, we also had a ticket for Tegan who at the last minute was like, yeah, she didn't realize that she didn't have to come, Yeah, <laughs> which was pretty funny. Right. As and soon I, as I put that out there, she was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so jealous of you right now. <sighs> yeah. So, I mean, it was written, directed by Lisa Joy, who does Westworld amongst other things. I guess she also was a writer on Pushing Daisies, which I never watched. I loved that show. I remember that it so was much. something that you enjoyed, but I I never, I don't think I ever saw one episode of it. Yeah, it did not last very long, and um, it made me sad. Like, I, well, she definitely directed this. I'm, I think she wrote it. Well. And by definitely, I mean maybe. Maybe she was just a producer. <laughs> wow. Anyway, research was a little spotty <laughs> on this well, one. You love anything that Hugh Jackman is in, right? Well, sure. There are definitely non-Wolverine parts that I've just completely not been interested in watching, so I haven't. Like what? Uh, there was the one where he played that politician from the late 80s, I think. That oh, was... yeah. I didn't see that. Right. That's my point. Yeah. Okay. So he's been in some other things. <laughs> but... I guess yeah. he just wanted to support his post-X-Men career, right? With this? With in general. In gen yeah. Well, I mean, I can see um, from the outside how this would be an enticing project, right? Right. Got the Greatest Showman reunion with him and Rebecca Ferguson. Yes. Got a little Westworld action with Tandy Newton and... Is it Tandy? I think it's Tandy, but I've heard it both ways. <laughs> yeah. And that other girl who was also in Westworld. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember right. her name. But I think, you know, ultimately this maybe was one of those movies that didn't really work out. The trailer just kind of popped up out of nowhere. The trailer that did that um, thing that I really like. Where, and we've talked about it before, but uh, where they kind of sync the action in the trailer to the music that's pushing the trailer along. Yeah. But they didn't do it super effectively, which made me worried about the movie. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just, I wish I could pinpoint like a specific thing that, that made this movie only meh for me. Um, maybe it was a bunch of little things. Some of the story was just obvious. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't classify um, it necessarily as predictable. Um, I actually thought it was going a different way and was disappointed in the way that it went. I thought it would be more noir in the end than it was, than I felt that it was. Yeah. Um, had a little bit of a, uh, more positive spin towards the end, uh, yeah, I, it, it, there was no real payoff for sitting through the whole movie, right? And and it really, yeah, I do, I do wish it had like had more of a noir ending and not kind of like the hopeful, uplifting 
thing going on. Maybe it could have been but... like 30 minutes shorter. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because it was, what, like two hours and 15 minutes? Maybe if it had moved faster, it would have been better. You know, all that said, like, it had some cool things in it. It had some cool ideas and some really cool shots, like cinematography, especially with working in a what is ostensibly a, a sinking city, a sinking world, but mm-hmm. they're, they're in the Miami, right? Yes. And I did think that some of the special effects could have been better, but overall, I, I thought the world that they were presenting was cool. Yeah. Uh, maybe if it had just moved faster. I don't know exactly what it yeah, was. Yeah, the pacing was, I don't know, not really tight enough, so... But Plus, it, we weren't excited about it, so it, yeah. It, it matters. I mean, I'm sure that that matters. Yeah, on the you know enjoyment of the film. I don't know if anybody was excited for it, but <laughs> maybe Lisa Joy. But oh, <laughs> that makes me sad. I just I was hoping to be pleasantly surprised, and I kind of got out of it what I was expecting, which was yeah. just a meh feeling. So yeah, oh, well, good cast, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I loved Andy Newton. Yeah. So, Rebecca Ferguson, I'm just kind of, you know, she's fine for me. But Good mission possible, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, reservation Dogs? Yeah. On FX? What are you thinking about this? I think it's, we only watched one episode, but I right. thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome, too. And I love when there's some sort of, like, mystical, supernatural element. Supernatural, I guess, kind of. Spiritual? Yeah, I, Supernatural is not really what I'm because then people kind of think like maybe ghosty or whatever. And I don't necessarily think that that's what's, but kind of. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, there's just. Yeah. Some... I mean, there is a spirit guide who shows up in the first episode, which I thought was pretty funny because he's like, yeah, I'm not one of the cool ones, but that's, that's <laughs> what I'm here for, basically. I mean, it's written, I mean, I think created and written by Taika Waititi and uh, Sterling Harjo who is a Native American filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I, I think this is also an eight episode deal, at least for season one. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I like the way they intro the characters with the jacking of the truck full of chips. Yeah. And I guess there's four, four kids in this little mm-hmm. gang. Well, the fifth one died the year, mm-hmm. the year prior. And they're trying to get money to get off get the reservation of and yeah. get to California and, uh, I don't know. I love the paintball scene that looked like oh, platoon. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to watch more. I think there are four episodes out now. Okay. Uh, so we, we should get back to that sometime soon, but I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's one of those things you could tell we were going to enjoy just by watching that commercial. Yes. The first time we saw it, we were like, well, we need to watch that. Yeah. Cause it just looks good and it looks it looks like it has a lot to say. It looks right. like it's really well done. Is there anything that Taika Waititi has had like a part in like that I haven't liked? I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. Um, it's brilliant. Yeah. I'm excited to watch more. We just need to carve out the time. There's so many things mm-hmm. that um, right. kind of take precedence. And Well, especially because things are releasing on a weekly basis now, right? So there's What If, there's Ted Lasso, there's Bachelor in Paradise, which now is taking up two nights a week. And while that's like on the lowest on the totem pole, because we're happy to to pause and restart that on another day, it's it's just it was easier to fit in things when things were not on a weekly release. If it was just like dropping, for sure. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think we have more trouble with the things that just drop. Then it's like we watch an episode and it's just off our radar. <laughs> but I don't know. I am enjoying the second season of Ted Lasso more and more as it goes on. Me too. And uh, what if still very much enjoying that the last two episodes were awesome. Yeah. 
one of the things that we could have talked about was the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer that dropped. But right, we need to do like a double rewatch of that. Like, yeah, we can do it right after this. Exactly. I'm down. It's the most watched trailer ever streamed. Like, beat Endgame by 65 million views or something ridiculous. That's like, crazy. people are excited for this movie. I personally have listened to this is just two podcasts, probably over three hours worth of content just on the trailer, <laughs> which is two and a half minutes long. So yeah. that's where we're at with trailers. Very excited. For, so excited. I, I December, can't believe right? it's coming out in December. I know. Yeah. Also, I might start shaking with excitement the further on we get in the week. I can't believe we had to push our Shang-Chi tickets uh, a whole day so because Tegan of another football game. So was pissed. She goes, I said, um, oh, I took her to the grocery store yesterday. It was just me and her. And I said, oh, we had to change our Friday tickets to to Saturday for Shang-Chi. And she was like, what? Why? I said, uh, your football game that we all have to be fo- there for? And she was like, what the? <laughs> she, she was, she's like, but it's Shang-Chi. And I'm like, I know. Well, Easter priorities are right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. I know. <laughs> <laughs> right for our family. Wrong for the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. I know. I kind of want to just like see if we can just go you, on Thursday. Thursday. We should just get the tickets. If we don't use them, we don't use them. Right. We should get um, them. We should go. It's a pretty, I think it's like a six o'clock show, maybe seven, but we'd um, be home by 10. We just have to eat early. Yeah. We could get like a drive through deal. Yeah. What, whatever. And I, don't I care. would have to skip, <laughs> I would have to skip <laughs> bar, which would be fine. Yeah. So, I think we might go on Thursday and then again there on Saturday. Go. There we Planning go. Planning our week on the pod. Yep. <laughs> what else do we have? I'm really enjoying, and I, I guess you are too, because you just said you were, the 100 Foot Wave documentary you're watching on Netflix. Yeah. Which I'm not sure how many episodes there are, but we just watched the third one and it's it's really fun. It's it's really compelling, well done mm-hmm. documentary, yeah, about big wave surfing and Garrett McNamara, who supposedly ridden the biggest wave and is now looking, which was 78 feet tall. We're not through it yet, so I don't know. He's looking for that 100-foot wave, but he kind of pioneered this toe surfing where they tow him out in the mm-hmm. jet skis so they can really get the, the huge wave. Surfing is obviously not something that we're um, ever, ever going very to do. in deep. With, you know, yeah. Or yeah, <laughs> definitely never going to do it. The waves are ridiculous. Like I could just watch these waves for an hour at a time. The episode could just be waves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Luckily, it's not. <laughs> and then be like, that one's that one's big, and I think that one's yeah. bigger. And that one, look at how that one's curling. <laughs> like that I mean, one, it's gorgeous. That one might hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, what platform is this that we're watching it on? Is it on? It's a- on HBO. HBO. Yeah. yeah. We also watched our first movie jar movie. Our first movie jar movie, and I was very excited for the result of that poll. I think yeah. you should pull it out the next time, though. Yeah, we take. Turns. I was gonna say the f- the first poll was a little suspect. Uh, I, you saw me <laughs> not look. I saw you uh, pull it out. Wasn't, Jeepers! Wasn't watching your eye. <laughs> anyway, we watched Atonement, the uh, 2007 adaptation of Ian McEwan's novel, which I have not yet read, but and it actually makes me want to read it more. Good because the book is so much better than the movie, even though I really like the movie ish. Yes, I like the movie itself. I'm just, I'm, I'm not as happy about the, the ending and the way that the ending is interpreted into the movie. Yeah, weirdly enough, that's what I'd heard just a few weeks ago on a podcast that I was listening to, where this movie inexplicably came up. 
<laughs> and we were, yeah. not inexplicably because it's a movie podcast, but uh, they had talked about the, the difference between the book and how basically impossible it would have been to translate it to a movie effectively. So very curious about that. But mm-hmm. um, it was a great movie. The cast was un, unbelievable. And I, I did enjoy it. Like mm-hmm. I just, I'm a sap. So I don't, you know, <laughs> when some of these, it starts off such with such a an energy and a kind of lightheartedness that kind of takes a turn pretty quickly. Yeah, I know. I was so sad. Like you, like there was something that happened and you were laughing, and I was like, "This movie's not going to be funny for yeah. long." But I didn't <laughs> want to tell you. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was looking up, um, you know, just some information about the movie, and I came across the review that Roger Ebert did in 2007, which coincidentally the big picture podcast did a, like a docu-series on Siskel and Ebert just recently because they had taken some time off from doing their regular show. So, um, somebody else stepped in and, and did this. Uh, did you listen to any of that? Cause I know Mm-mm. you subscribed to the feed, but it was, yeah, I've been sort of involved in a couple of books, uh, audio books that have been taking up my podcast time. So yeah, it was, it was really good. And I remember watching, Siskel and Ebert on TV do their show when I was a kid. And uh, he wrote this opening paragraph sentence that really captured the movie. I thought it really like solidified because it's been almost two weeks since we watched it. And mm-hmm. so I was trying to remember all the details and he pretty much caught it all in this one sentence that I just wanted to read to you because it's, it's really good. It's opening scenes in an English country house between the wars are like a dream of elegance. And then a 13 year old girl sees something she misunderstands, tells a lie and destroys all possibility of happiness in three lives, including (laughs) her own. (laughs) Yeah. And that's just not a movie that I would be like, we should watch that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is a mistake a lot of the time, right? Right. You don't have to feel happy in every movie you go I see. Should. I see plenty of movies that make me happy. <laughs> um, yeah, I find that I really enjoy movies that end on a downer anyway. <laughs> As I get older, I don't know if that's just says something about my personality, but well, that's I mean, that's what I thought reminiscence would be more. Yeah, like. I really wanted that movie so. to just be like, yeah, she fucked you. Everything sucks, right? <laughs> that's like, <laughs> am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Did you have anything else for atonement? No, but I'm glad that, um, one, we have our first movie jar pull under our belt. And also now atonement is off of the list. We've done it. It's done. It's done. I guess our last thing was Candyman because we just saw that yesterday. Right. I guess it probably should have been maybe the, the star feature of this episode, but it's not. Oh, well, we usually reserve the last spot for the do we? The star feature. Oh. We don't really have one this week. Yeah. Is the thing. So. <laughs> so we haven't really talked about this much except for a little bit after we left the theater, um, but not a whole lot of thoughts. How did you feel overall about the movie? I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it as well. I thought it was pretty well done. I thought that they maybe tried to shove a little... In in opposition to reminiscence, I thought they maybe tried to put too many things into the 90-minute runtime, although the 90-minute runtime was plenty for me. Right. I don't want to say it was heavy-handed, because I think maybe that's what the world needs right now with the message it's trying to send. It was clumsy. It was a little... it was... Yeah, I think it just needed a little nuance. Right. It was social commentary as as horror, right? Right. Um, And I think I could probably talk about... Well, probably not, but maybe I'd be able to talk about this movie better if I'd actually seen the original Candyman. Right. 
which I haven't. Tegan started watching it a couple weeks ago and I saw maybe 10 or 15 minutes and then had to go. So I didn't even know there were two sequels to the original Candyman. What? That's right. I read that somewhere today. <laughs> I didn't know that either. They clearly did well. Right. <laughs> but the movie was directed by Nia DaCosta, uh, written and directed by, also co-written by Jordan Peele, and he produced it. So, uh, And I had to look her up because I had definitely heard her name somewhere, and I, I wasn't sure where, but she is also going to direct the sequel to Captain Marvel, The Marvels. Oh. With with Tayana Paris, who was in this movie, who is that, not Monica Rambeau, but the kid, the daughter. Yeah, don't no, remember. I don't remember her name. Not, neither do I. But um, oh. I knew I couldn't place her, and I'm like, I know I've seen her in something that I really liked, and I could not remember what it was. Yeah. So yeah, she was in Wandavision, mm-hmm. and um, going to try to find her here because now it's killing me. Uh, her name might have been Monica. Yeah, so I looked it up. It's she's Monica Rambo. Her mother was Maria in the original Captain Marvel. Yes, and I think the Marvels is going to be her, Carol Danvers, Brie Larson, and also maybe uh, Ms. Marvel, like Kamala. Ooh, that's exciting! Khan. That would be so Kamala exciting. Khan. It's yeah. not like the vice president's name. Anyway, <laughs> back to Candyman. I guess she was really good in it. Uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen as kind of the the lead basically or co-lead i guess was was really good i i i mostly know him from watchmen right and uh, obviously aquaman as black manta yeah he was really good in this really good very um he really transforms yes and he becomes very manic and very i don't know twitchy horror yeah. disturbed yeah and it was it starts out like really subtle but I mean, it, it was an intense performance. I thought it was fantastic. One thing I wasn't quite sure I was ready to believe, maybe it's because he's an artist and doesn't have medical insurance, but like there's some body horror stuff in this with that bee sting that spreads across his arm. Like, why has he not gone to the hospital so long ago? Right. <laughs> it's like but, his arm's like rotting off yeah, and he's like, I'm so just going to chill like this for a while. I, I mean, that's the thing. As soon as it started getting gross, I was like, why Why is he not going to the doctor? I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously become entranced by this story and this uh, legend and also kind of possessed and yeah. not thinking straight. You'd think somebody would make him go, maybe his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but I really liked a lot about the movie. Um, there were some really creative shots with the opening credit stuff with the buildings and and the use of mirrors in a lot of the attack mm-hmm. sequences or whatever you want to call them. I don't know. Murders. Yeah. Murders. Yeah. Yeah. Murders. And I mean, the sound was pretty disturbing. The, yeah. um, what do you call that? Squelching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Squelching. I really like the shadow puppetry as yes. a narrative device. Um, you know what that makes me think of is, um, pretty deadly that I didn't finish reading, uh, the last, yeah. um, the last arc. Yeah. I don't remember. There's like some kind of um, subtitle, right? I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't know either. It was good though. Mm-hmm. I did finish it. I know. Maybe um, I, I, I don't I even know to... where I would pile all the comics you haven't read. <laughs> well, they're piled in the garage right now in, in boxes. I need to just take a week off of work and, and read some comics and that needs to be what I do. True story. And like just a 
blanket and a cave and comics and everyone can leave me alone. Are you going to tell me where the cave is so I can find you in case of emergency? Your emergency or my emergency? What about a family emergency? Mm. Yeah, I'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I I think that's all I really have for Candyman. I I did enjoy it. I thought it was definitely worth a trip to the theater. Yes. Uh, um, It did pretty well, I think, um, as far as however you measure pandemic movies. Right. Um, It did better than it was expected to do. Did it do better than Paw Patrol? I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Yeah. (laughs) That's where we dropped our teenagers off. Is that what you're getting at? (laughs) To see Paw Patrol. Jake and Tegan wanted to go see Paw Patrol, and Tegan had a friend who wanted to go see Paw Patrol with her, which is strange to me, but, That just shows you how many friends she has. (laughs) (laughs) It's like she has that diversity of um, interests in her friend group that she found one to go see Paw Patrol. Yeah. So, well, good for her. Yeah. Jake really liked it. Yeah. He was talking to me Super about cute. fire trucks and Jake. He went into more so. detail. It was a lot easier to get him to go into detail for that movie than some of the other movies that we've seen where you try to talk to him about it and he's like, you know, there was a gun. I like the gun, the yeah. shooting. Yeah. That's <laughs> the most common response. I or truck, you know, or car yeah. crash. It was like, you know, he picks like a, a specific thing and then he always tells me he had popcorn and fruit punch and that's, you know. Yeah. Holy shit, I'm excited for Shang-Chi, though. Me, too. Uh, so we should wrap up so we can see what seats are available for the Thursday, Thursday night, night show. show. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's it. We are uh, going to be back next week, definitely. And maybe have even read a book. Yeah, um, that'll be my goal. Get At least a read. short book. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's it. It was fun. It was smart. We liked it.